Hi, my name is Kevin McDonald, and I'm declaring my independence. Independence from what? Why, negative thoughts and energy, of course. Chief among them, hate, division, and fear. You see, I know that we're all one, and together we can solve any problem, save our planet and each other. Please, join me as we come together as one and choose a better way to be. So now, let's begin with my independence report. And welcome, everybody, to my independence report. And it's a great day to be here. It's a great day, actually. It's a great day to be anywhere, quite frankly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this day and age, you yeah. just don't know anymore. But uh, um, we've got a great guest for you. He's been on the show before. Um, and his name is Wayne D. McFarland. And he's an author. And he is an entrepreneur. And he does all kinds of cool stuff. And so we're going to talk to him for virtually the entire hour. Well, until he gets tired of talking to me and then hangs up. <laughs> well, Wait, I, I'm, I'm good. And I have one question. I, why, is, why is the icon on uh, the screen software for me a duck? Oh, uh, come on. <laughs> spill it. I mean, what it, is that? Well, I, hold on. I, can, I may be able to change that for you. It <laughs> no, is. A duck, a duck is good. I mean, I'm fine with that. How but. about that? Uh, that's good. Does it you still know, say duck? It, it does, but that's okay. Ducks are forever. <laughs> you know, that's all right. Yeah. Well, on my side, it's got my logo that I've attached to it and stuff. So maybe. Yeah, that's nice. So in any event, how, how have you been? It's been a while since I talked to you. Yeah, I've been great I'm doing a thing here in Colorado. And, and, uh, my, uh, my partner and spouse and I are just coming off a, a, a two-week period of, of, you know, love with the porcelain God. So my doctor says, hey, I got good news and bad news. I said, well, what is that? He said, well, it's not COVID breakthrough, but there's a really bad flu being unleashed on the nation now oh, because we, 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 yeah, exactly. I, Kevin, we're just missing the frogs and fire guy. We've pestilence and, and drought, and, you know, we're working on the rest of them, but... <clears throat> So we're just, pardon my cough, we're just coming on the downside from that, but could be worse, could be, so, you know. So you got the flu, and uh, <laughs> but it, it acts kind of similar to what COVID does then. Yeah, you know, there's a series of like 13 symptoms. So my wife and I, instead of checking the lottery numbers, we're checking that every day. <laughs> you having fever and chills? No. You? No. So, you know, so, yeah, it's just. One of those things, but what they're saying is that since all of us, or some of us anyway, have been good about really uh, observing the protocols, the flu dropped away to about zero. And now that people are getting out and about again, it's come back to say hello. I guess it's kind of normal, yeah. It has indeed. As a matter of fact, I wanted to shout out to my associate producer. Her name is Kayla May, and she is uh, down with a serious case of pregnancy and ah. also either the flu or COVID or something like that. So we're not quite sure exactly what's going on with her yet. But, wow. Uh, but it's, it's, I tell you, with uh, 600 and what is it, 28,000 people that have died in this country in yeah. the last year and a half, yeah. it's, it's just ridiculous. Well, it's horrible. Now we're going through another surge. All of it preventable. It just makes you sick, you know. Really, it's just terrible. It, it really is. It's not. It's not a good thing. And uh, do do something nice for your neighbors. Do something nice for yourself. Get your get vaccinated. Thank um, you. Thank you. Yes. Well, that's, that came, yeah, and Kevin, they're coming out now and saying you might need a booster. And I say, you know, I'm personal and. Give it to me. Give me a couple. I'm fine with that. You know? <laughs> well, you and I are not on the. You and I are on the downward side, and uh, so we're, we're we're in that high risk group that yep. you have to be very careful about. Yeah, you really do. And you know, it's heartbreaking now. You're seeing more and more and more stories and recordings of people who either have lost a family member or one guy's uh, doing. Uh, uh, Facebook stuff and live streams from the hospital, and he's fading fast. Didn't get a vaccine. 
It's just heartbreaking stuff, really terrible. But, you know, I don't know what you do about people and the misinformation out there and stuff. It's just unbelievable. I never would have expected this. And I read a lot of science fiction. So, <laughs> but I wouldn't, wouldn't get this one. If you would have, well, you're an author. And you've written a book, Tales from the Day. I've read the book. I've actually voiced part of the book. And uh, so I'm very familiar with your work. And so as as an author, you probably wouldn't have even put this together because it's so outlandish. That's right. You know, and I I have friends of mine floating around out there, and we've talked about that saying, man, if you put this together in a screenplay, no one would believe that a third of the population would be so dare I say stupid, or misled, that they wouldn't get a vaccination when it's killing people around them. People are dropping like flies, and it's, no, it's a matter of freedom. I'll die the way I want. Well, you know, Kevin, this is going to get me a lot of hate mail probably, but if it was just hurting them, if they were just killing themselves, that's what you want to do. Don't knock yourself out. But the problem is, of course, they can spread it to other folks. And um, and the worst part, as you know, and anybody else knows who's got a, you know, is functioning a little above room temperature, is, you know, the giving the virus a chance to mutate by keeping it going gives the chance for more variations to come along. And, you know, my wife is a biochemist. And she was saying, hey, you get enough variations, the virus might score one that uh, causes a requirement for a whole other vaccine. Yeah. That's, that's, that's actually what they're saying, is that yeah. the longer this thing stays around and yeah. mutates into different forms of itself, yeah. um, it can it can get to the point where, where we're not going to be safe at all again, and we're going to re-go through the entire process again and hope yep. that a vaccine can come along that will work for it i'm i'm i've got just got the feeling you know when they brought this vaccine out they all said you know well this will fix it well when if no if 70 percent of the people don't get the vaccine it can't be fixed that's right it takes a certain level to stop the virus and uh but you, the audience i think needs a good tip so here it is pass along when you're when you're on Zoom or whatever, and you have a coffee cup, you blow on it occasionally, so people think you're drinking hot tea or hot coffee instead of wine. <laughs> so, my tip for the day, and, and a fine tip it is too. <laughs> but but well, you, you. you're you're retired now, so you get to have wine whenever the hell you want to. That's okay. Yeah, and then you reach a point you got enough years on you. Where you really can't do that. I mean, it's just, it's something is wrong with the balance of the universe, you know, unquestionably. Yeah, it just is just, it gets to a point where you just can't do what you used to be able to do. And uh, it, it's getting, it's getting, it's getting crazy. So, so how are you and how is Tales from the Day? How are the, how's the book going? Good. I, I'm really. Yeah, you know, piece with the way it's going. There's there's rumors of uh, a movie, but Brad Pitt still seems to be tied up. So <laughs> nothing on that. I told I told my wife the other day, just keep your eye out for the flying pig with our movie contract. <laughs> and that bad boy, you know, that'll hit our backyard, and it will be time to celebrate. So so we'll see. But uh, but actually, I'm I'm quite delighted with the way things are going. You know, I've met a lot of good people yourself falls in that category and others i will say that it's not the kind of book that you know is is going to spread like the hunger games i mean there's a certain kind of reader and i don't mean an older reader just a certain kind of reader with a certain kind of sense of humor or desire to do things that 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 want to take a look at it. Um, most folks out there, uh, as you probably have run across as well, Kevin, are, are into 
bodice rippers or, you know, science fiction or Seamus books or whatever it may be. And that's what they read. It's genre adventure. That's the genre they read. Um, so it's just like there's Philistines out there that may not listen to this show. May they, you know, may they rot, whoever <laughs> they may be. Well, there is there is a you know everybody's got the genre and everybody's got a, um, a feel for what they do and 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 stuff and it, when we're talking about the book, I really like it because each chapter is its own mini book, if you will, because there are different stories from your life, um, including the time you met Johnny Cash and the time that uh, you were a minor and you know just just stories like that and they're they're humorous. And as you get through the book, you then uh, start to have an affinity for the character who is you and, well, and all the things that you're going through in life. Well, you know, Kevin, you'll probably enjoy this. And I don't know if your audience will or not. I was invited to, you know, when you're when you're publishing out there, I have a publisher, but I spent a time between, you know, between engagements where I wasn't represented. So I was classified as a as an indie author. And I will tell you, Kevin, it's just probably the same with podcasting. There are people out there hanging from the rafters who you get besieged with emails about how you can write a bestseller and how to get your book out and do this and that. I'm sure with podcasts, you get emails saying, Kevin, we'll make you an international broadcast star. Just send us a thousand bucks, you know, and it'll be great. So I was invited to speak at this the seminar about you know, writing a book that, that sells. And um, and I swear to you, if the audience had had tomatoes, they would have been heaving them at me because the main <laughs> point of, of my talk was, look, you know, there's no amount of chicanery or advertising or anything else that's going to sell your book. There's no amount of trickiness and advertising that's going to sell your book if your book sucks. I mean, right. it's, you know, it's, it ain't going to be happening. And nobody wanted to hear that. They wanted to hear that, uh, you know, if you just put enough money into it or advertising or find that little tweak on Google, you'll have a bestseller, you know, the one you wrote about the death of rhododendrons in the United States or whatever your particular thing is. But, yep. uh, no, so it's, that, it's hard because you've, content is king if you don't have sure. good content and you don't hold the reader's attention you can't you can't uh, get the book on to get that buzz about the book that you need to have for people to say you know i read this and this is a really good book you got it exactly and so one one person who thought they were a troll in the audience said okay smart guy what do you do then to you know, to produce a good book in addition to having a good topic or something engaging. I said, there's two things. One is you find a good editor who is not trying to sell you something, you know, in addition to their services. I said, the second is you find Kevin McDonald. You find people in the broadcast community who you can talk to about what you've got. I said, everything else is a waste of time. I really believe that. So... You know, there you go. That's the wisdom according to Wayne for a Monday. <laughs> well, it, it's it's so true. And it's it's true. The statistic is, and people, when I quote this, a lot of times people will say, no, that can't be true. But most books that are published either uh, independently or even through a publisher, because uh, publishers don't, you know, generally like to throw money down a toilet. They want to exactly. make sure the book is good and then it's got legs and and stuff like that but but the average book sells in its life a couple hundred copies that's absolutely correct you know and i i tell people who are all depressed i sent out 500 emails to publishers and agents and they all rejected me i said well look I, just like you said kevin these folks are in business to make money plus they specialize so they have a publisher that specializes in romance novels another one that does young adult stuff and and if you've written a cookbook 
they're not going to be interested in publishing it. It's just that simple. Same right. thing with ag agents. So part of finding somebody who will handle your stuff is finding somebody who handles your kind of stuff. So getting rejection from people who, you know, their whole career is based on selling bodice rippers, you know, they're not going to take on some kind of a, a science fiction novel or an adventure novel. It's not their gig. It's not where they make their money. It's not where their contacts are. So, yeah, best thing to do is find you, like I say, and others like you and, and get out there and hopefully something will happen. That's that's what you got to do. You know, I was talking with a director recently, and he said virtually the same thing. He said, you know, most young directors, because he's he's been uh, he's got a short film, and he's been in uh, um, uh, uh, festivals and that kind of stuff, and he's done well. Um, and he said, but most most young writers will pick the easy genre, which is like science or the movie makers. They'll pick science fiction. Yeah, which is big now. Yeah. Yeah, which is, and it's easier to do than, because you don't have to have a lot of skill as a director to put people in the right place and the right things. And, and the same thing applies to a, a, a book. It's easier to do a sensationalized thing than it is to do something that's a little deeper and has a lot of meaning to it. I did leave out the uh, alien abduction part no. in my book. You know, I left that out. But I, well, you, you know, know but that's coming back. It's big. That's going <laughs> to be the next book. That'll be the sequel. That's exactly right. You know, and it'll Tales describe probing and yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tales from the day on Mars. Yeah, that exactly. Be, yeah, that would be a fun title to have. Um, yeah. and people would pick that up and stuff. But it's it's good. Speaking of which, um, are you in the middle of writing a second book? Well, you know, I I I added eight chapters to Tales in the Day. Um, and then, you know, one day I wrote a ninth and I looked at it and I said, you know, I'm reaching here, you know, and you want to do that. So, uh, to answer your question, I'm kind of thinking about, I've always been attracted to historical novels, which are based on, um, some kind of real event, but you have to kind of work the characters around it. And in my family, along with many other semi-sword events uh one of my grandfathers was involved with a gang who stole the courthouse uh in south dakota and moved to their town so the railroad would come through and it was an armed mob and and you know i've always thought that could be a great story and i stumbled across one the other day kevin that i think it'd be terrific you know there was one woman in the Pinkertons, the old private detective agency. Right. One woman. And I thought, wow, what do you think the story was behind that? And that great, would be yeah, that'd be great. I don't know if you can find anything from, uh, from, uh, you know, research, but, um, you know, you, you don't want to let those things go. You, you, my hope is that there are some events that, uh, as an example, my in my wife's family, one of her relatives who's a couple generations back, who's long gone now in a South American country, ended up owning the own casino in the entire country. Now, can you imagine the story behind that? But everyone's gone. Every, yeah. Everyone's gone now. There's no way to find out the detail, but you know, I've regaled her with made-up stories about South American mafia and, and stuff, all of which uh, uh, has me joining the dog to sleep at night. But but, <laughs> but stuff like that I find really interesting because the human condition is, is infinite, and most of it is pretty interesting, I think. Uh, most people don't realize that, I think, in their own lives, but... So to answer your question, I'm thinking about doing a uh, doing a historical novel, and I've always been kind of attracted to uh, you know the Midwest and sort of the 1800-ish uh, period. Maybe because it's gotten a little softer and amply due to the passage of time. I don't know. Well, you know what would be interesting is because the Pinkertons 
and I don't know if a lot of people know this, but uh, Jesse James and Frank James and the Youngers were robbing trains and stagecoaches and stuff, and they kept on uh, uh, robbing from uh, the, the, the train companies, and the train companies hired the Pinkertons. Yeah, they did. Had them on the train for a while. Yeah, so what you could do is you tie that one woman of the Pinkertons into the into the hunt for yes. Jesse James and and stuff that would be that would be very interesting I would think oh it'd be great I didn't know that and the Pinkertons also uh, chased Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid yep. all over the Southwest for quite a while so uh, so yeah they've got quite a story plus they protected Abraham and prior to going to the theater during portions of the war and yeah they're quite an interesting bunch and uh uh well that's a i didn't know that that's a great idea and if i end up writing that and and hunkering down in the studio for 16 hours a day i'll blame you <laughs> that's perfectly fine i can't write a lick uh, and I can talk a little bit, but I'm, I, I can't, you know, when I interview musicians and interview authors and stuff, can't write, can't sing, can't dance, can't, uh, uh, play a musician or play a musical instrument, but I can talk to people who do. And, uh, cause you guys, yep. you, you guys are just, you're, you're so interesting to me how you can make a story come off the page and to be entertaining, um, and and full of life and it's the way that you do it well thank you and i've always been uh asked in my part with people who can pull stuff out of uh of various folks you know the i've seen some interviews where the interviewer will go oh so you've written a book and the author goes yes <laughs> you know <laughs> and the crickets start to chirp you know so <laughs> Being able to keep people engaged and rolling, Kevin. Don't don't make light of it. It's a it's a skill as good as creating material in the place. In my in my view. Well, I've been told that occasionally I do okay, and uh, um, and that's 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 and it's basically it's because I'm really am genuinely interested in the person or the subject matter that we're talking about. Uh, as a matter of fact, I just did a show with a funeral director. <laughs> How was that? <laughs> it was it was like really interesting because we talked about she had been um she started out pulling bodies out of houses um when after they died she was uh, uh somebody that would do that and then she also worked in a crematorium and uh and then she became a funeral director and it's like I had no idea there were multiple ways to burn somebody <laughs> up. I didn't know you could have a resume you know, to <laughs> yeah, exactly. Her resume would be dark, but it would be very interesting, and 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 stuff. She, she so she had she had literally because what they do and the reason that I met her is because uh, recently my mother passed, and um, she passed in her bed at night, easy peasy, and she was done. And that's the way I want to go to. And uh, yeah. yeah, so it was real easy. But the gal that I talked to that was a funeral director, this is her and her name is Holly. And, and she was just really interesting. And then I got to then I found out that she started out, I guess, the bottom of the barrel is when not the barrel, but when the, the <laughs> well, bottom of the of the of the of the of the, of the uh, uh, chain of command, if you will, are the people who go and get bodies and put them on a gurney and take them to the freezer or to the wherever they take them and stuff and so she did over 300 of those can you imagine you know i gotta tell you when you started talking about this i thought to myself where is this going i mean it, this is weird. <laughs> out with I'm giving you ideas. Yeah, yeah. I've, achieved, I've achieved the top of the heat i'm a funeral director now but let me tell you about how i started what? Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, that's good. Well, well, see, now that's another. I'm giving you ideas for books. <laughs> that's a good one, actually. So, 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 and the other, and the other one was we were at my mom's house, and it was ten o'clock at night, and these these folks came and and uh, they took my mom. And then there's paperwork we had to do, and and I asked him, I I said, uh, 
uh, so are you guys done for the night now? And he said, oh, no, we're just getting started. And so I thought to myself, I had no idea that there was a graveyard shift at the graveyard. <laughs> Kevin, don't take this wrong, but do people ever pull up and say, Kevin, are you all right? <laughs> all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah, happens to me every day. Yep. Uh, all the time. People go, are you normal? No. <laughs> I have these weird thoughts that just pop in and. And that that was one of them. And 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 to her credit, she said, I get I get told lots of things. I've never heard that one before. So, you know, at least at least it's unique. You have to give me that. Well, it is. And, you know, it's right along with I only do the things the voices in my head tell me to do. <laughs> so I I only work with guidance. Yep. So exactly right. And 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 stuff. So it's it's really important that that. Uh, we're having this conversation because I want to get into something with you. And that what? is because, because you're an author and you've been working a lot with character development and, and how that all works to put the characters together to, to build these three-dimensional uh, people that are on a page that, that jump out at you. How do you do that? I've tried. I can't. Yeah, I can. I, that's a really great, great question, and I, I get asked that more than occasionally. And this is another thing where you know tomatoes start coming my way. But there is there is formulaic stuff. There's actually software out there, screenwriting software, and other stuff that actually uh, Kevin is pretty damn good. You know, I've reviewed some of it and. And uh, some of it sucks, of course, but that's true part of life. But some of it's very good. It talks about how you develop a character and the kind of nuances you put in to give people an idea. You know, the guy was bald and wearing suspenders, stuff like that. So you can kind of visualize what you got going on. Uh, ultimately, here comes the tomato. It's like what you do, and I think like a good artist does, is that you can get a lot of training and you can get technically pretty damn good at it. But ultimately, if you haven't got that thing that makes you ask the right question uh, or do the right description in the middle of the podcast or an author give just the right tweak to a character. I don't know what that thing is. I claim credit for it. Uh, I think there's a certain circuit that you got to have, but it's, it's only activated by doing it. You know, Ray Bradbury said, and if anybody in the audience even knows who that is now, uh, that he was no good as an author until he wrote at least a million words. And, you know, same thing with announcing. I, you've clearly been doing it for a while. And even if you get a great innate talent, if you don't do it a lot, it doesn't matter how much innate talent you've got. So if you feel like you want to write or you feel like you want to announce, you got to do it. Even if it's, you know, the reader of your work is your mom or your audience is the audience of one and they tend to scratch themselves and pee on the rug you got to do it and do it and do it and do it and do it you know uh so that's i don't mean to depress anybody but one of the things that i hate to see is all these people taking money from folks out there in the world you too can be a broadcaster i know you can't i know you can't you can be trained and sometimes if you think you can going through that will tell you if you can but in the end, you know, you got to have that circuit. You just got to have it. And you hone it by doing it. You, 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 you really do. Because I've got like 360 podcasts up now. And Do uh, you? Yeah. Wow. And uh, over 40,000 downloads. Um, so it's it's a growing little ship that I, I'm ship of one. It's like you, you're out there now. You're out there doing your work and promoting your 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 material and stuff and you're kind of out there even though you've got uh, somebody working with you you're still out there all by yourself more or less yeah in the end it's your it's your people on the line and you know and you get reviews and 
no matter how thick skinned you are, I mean, some of them hurt. But here's there's a, a an outfit out there called Kirkus, which I don't pay for reviews, except for this outfit. They've been around for thirty years or forty years, and they charge for a review, but they've got a reputation for being brutal. I mean, brutal. So you pay them dollars to review your work. And sometimes they'll just, I mean, just be devastating. Like a somebody writing for the New Yorker that gets pissed off at you. And the there's a legend in the industry that the 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 worst review from that Kirkus ever published was one word about a book, and that review was sucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 jeez! And you pay for that? Uh, they didn't review my book that way, but somebody paid them for that. You know, <laughs> but boy, that was smart, wouldn't it? Oh. Right, it sure would. I wonder how much per letter they paid to get sucks out of that. I don't know. These days they charge a few hundred bucks to review your work. And then literally the the reason they're uh, so highly regarded in the industry is that they, you know, they they don't care. I mean, it's a good thing if you get a good review. Fortunately, I got an okay review. I, mean, I think it's good. Uh, but they just take no prisoners you read the reviews and whoo some of them are tough so i figured if i'm gonna pay for a review i'll go with them and i did but otherwise uh, you know it's but your review is your downloads Three thousand downloads kevin are you really god damn old son that's pretty good it's 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 starting to starting to take off and to the point where I can do some other stuff with it. But I wanted to make sure that I got this out before before we have the before we our time together is done. And that is this. If you believe that you have got a great voice and if you believe that you can uh, do voiceover work and do uh, and and uh, voice books and that kind of thing. Yep. This is the guy to see. Because he is very good at steering you in the right direction, and that doesn't take a lot of crap, and uh, tells you how it is, how you can make it better, how to make it work for you, and he is a terrific mentor. I've turned him on to a couple of guys, good and for you. Uh, and uh, um, uh, one of one of which was uh, Eric Hall, who got in contact with you, and you worked with him for a bit. And yeah, stuff. and you're not done. He's not done with you yet either. By the way, talked to, talk to him about you lately, and uh, he's he's going to come back for more. But if you really are interested in doing that, um, I highly suggest that you get in touch with uh, Wayne McFarland, and he's an author, and, and uh, he's but he's a real good guy, and he's a, a good mentor too. So I appreciate that. Well, thank you. Thank you. I, I was really, when I got your stuff in to, to start with, uh, you know, one thing I, I will have to say about you, you know, we don't suffer, you know, I don't want to be cruel to people or, or not tell people, but when we first got together and I got your stuff and you told me your background was basically you were just starting in this, I was flummoxed, really. I thought, geez, this is really good. And, uh, you know, there's people out there who've been doing this stuff for a long time who are really bad, you know, and that's uh, uh, just just how it goes. Well, thank you for that. And, uh, um, yeah, I think that one of the great things about what's going on now with podcasts and all the stuff going on, including self-publishing, which occasionally uncovers a real diamond in the gravel pile, is that it gives people a place to give it a shot and most people don't do anything with it but every once in a while there's a you or hopefully a me you know uh and uh which i think is just great well that's yeah i'll wait to hear from your friend again poor guy i felt kind of bad about some of the stuff i had to tell him but you know i think he's gonna end up being good well but you see you can't get good if somebody's blowing smoke up your ass, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, I know what you mean. Yes. <laughs> you, you, it has to be a real conversation, a real exchange. If you, if somebody really wants to get better at what they're doing. Um, yeah, and, that's it. 
and you don't you don't uh what's the expression you don't suffer fools lightly and yeah and so, that's it you know so if if he's going to if he has a, if you have a desire to write if you have a desire to be creative he, this guy is a great guy a great resource to go to because he'll tell you how it is but not only that he'll tell you how do you can fix it if you choose to well thank you kevin and plus the fact that that another thing that i really hate to see is people who are by hook or crook sometimes luck sometimes not are sort of known out there who are just cruel they're just trolls you know and and if you're a good writer or a smooth talker you know you can be cruel to people i mean cruelty is easy yep. decency is hard and t but part of it is just being candid and telling people you know where it's at and see i was right about you so there you go you were yeah <laughs> How <And> so? it, <laughs> well <laughs> forty thousand downloads later yeah i think i was right so and, um and counting so it's, yeah and, and yeah it's, it's, I just I just enjoy the hell out of it, and it's it's a it's real. You know, since the last time we met, um, yeah, since the last time we met, I got to tell you this story real quick, because uh, you and I got together pretty early on, yep. and it, it, I had only at that time I had like six or seven uh, thousand downloads in total of everything. <laughs> I wasn't doing video yet. I wasn't doing YouTube or any of that. And so I bought a I bought a uh, mobile home in a fifty five plus community because that that's where I wanted to retire and I could afford it. And I was moving into the thing. I was still working full time driving a bus from Metro at the time. I don't know if you remember that's what I did. I remember. And uh, so I was I was moving a lamp into my house and I fell and uh, tore my rotator cuff. Wow! On, on my right side, tore two of the four uh, tendons completely off the bone. Uh, I look, I look like a bone-in uh, rib. Uh, oh. you, you, you know, you see, have the bone that's sticking out there, and and yeah. uh, so I had that surgery on that. And then while I was healing from that, I was babysitting my son's eight-week-old puppy, and he got caught in my legs, and uh, and uh, I fell over and tore my uh, uh, bicep tendon on the other side, yeah. and I had to have that surgically repaired. And of course, I couldn't get up. And so I was lying there, and it was like, uh, help me, I'm falling, and I can't get up. And so the ambulance had to come and take me away and stuff. But that allowed me to retire um, and and be able to do with this full time. So, like, I'm doing five or six or seven of these a week, and I, I just wow. love doing it. Well, good for you, man. Really, that's good news. I was wondering how you were you were doing. That That's fantastic. And um, – is this is this a point where I can put in a shameless plug? Anytime you choose to, sir. <laughs> Anybody wants to get in contact me with me, it's WayneMcFarland.com. www.waynemcfarland.com. I'll be delighted to answer anything you send. If you want to get a copy of my book, it's Amazon.com because Jeff Bezos needs the money. <laughs> so you just you just you just type in Tales from the Day and my name, Wayne McFarland, and it'll pull it right up. There's one other uh, book that I wrote, I think since we first talked, I, I honestly I don't remember. it's a short little thing called You're an Author, Don't Get Hustled. And oh, that's it, cool. Yeah, and it it uh, talks about all the scams I ran into during the short period of time when I was considered an indie author and they are, they are legion. So I wrote it up and it just says, here's how to get out there without getting, you know, hammered or fleeced or, you know, beat up. And cause the stuff I just, thought, I, you know, it was just terrible people out there making all these promises and of, you know, and so many people, as you know, Kevin, people want to be, uh, podcasters or authors and it's their heart's desire and people monetize that and just beat the hell out of them it's really sad to see and you know so so that's out there as well 
Well, it's it's I get the same thing that you get as an author. I get as a podcaster. Oh, because I'm sure you do. On my Facebook page and on my uh, uh, email and all of that, it's like, come on, we can teach you how to make a million dollars. And it's like, you know, the reality is, and this is for anybody that wants to start a podcast. If you love doing it, if you love talking to people, if you love the subject matter that you're going to talk about, by all means, do it. If you think you're going to make a lot of money doing it, (laughs) you're better off going to drive a bus. (laughs) Well, you, you're you're right about that, and um, but you know you're getting a lot of eyes and downloads looking at what you're doing. So eventually, you should be able to monetize it. I hope so. I will. Yeah. I will. And, uh, well, the the biggest problem that well, you and I both have the same problem, and that is breaking through the noise. There is yes. there's two hundred and fifty thousand podcasts out there. Um, is and that right? Yeah, and there and well, actually, the in total. There are 2 million, but uh, active podcasts like mine that have got more than 100 episodes are like, well, probably 200,000. Uh, but that's still, you know how long it takes you to go through the computer to find 200,000? Oh. oh, forever. Yeah. yeah. And then, and so it's, you know, content is king and being, but also getting in the right position. So yep. I, and so I've got to hire the right people that can get my, I'm terrible at social media. How are you? Well, you know, I got really exposed to it when we, we had our software company and I've talked about that at one time, but anymore, it's like the arcane arts. I mean, it's like the black arts and, um, you know, one thing bad, let's put it that way. You've got to be our day because it changes so fast. And the algorithms, you know, anybody who says they can, you know, boost you up to a high, you know, search return and whatever, they're just lying. Because a lot of those folks, I can tell you for sure, that promise they can really get you out on social media and and so forth. Um, they basically spam the social media outfits, including the search engines. They'll get banned. You get blacklisted, so you pay somebody tons of money. But I digress. <laughs> there are actually there are actually good outfits out there, but I I couldn't do it, other than doing it like you're doing it. You know, getting out there and getting legitimate reviews and it takes a long time, though, as you know, Kevin. It takes a while. Oh, I got nothing but time. I'm you know I I, I figure that. What the, what the heck? I, and and the, the plus for me, the, the, the diamond, is I get to talk to people like you. And, wow. Really, and that's very kind of you. Well, but, you know, you're you're out there doing the same thing and that I'm trying to do, and it works. And uh, you, you've got a, you're a very talented man. You've done a lot of things. Uh, you had that software company, and you, you did that for a long time and yeah. made a little bit of coin doing that. And... and which has allowed you to be able to do what you want to do. And that's it. I can't think of anything in life that's better than that. Nope. That really pretty much gets it. Even if what you want to do is, you know, collect a thousand varieties of arachnids or whatever your thing is, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, you're absolutely right, Kevin. That's nothing like it. So. Well, cause there's so many people that, well, I have a great example. I have a, a good friend of mine that was a bus driver. He was a bus driver for 25 years. He retired at 64. He had his pension. He had Social Security. He had lots of money in the bank. He had a heart attack a year and a half later and died at 66. So, you know, so when that kind of thing happens, it does wake you up. And hopefully it wakes you up that, that, you know, you're not your job. You're not you're not your you're not how much money you make. It's what you can contribute to the world. In a, in a real positive way. And uh, if you can write a book that will be there on the shelf a long, long time after after um, you and I are gone, then that's a, that's a good thing. Well, it is. I, I tell my wife and my friends, I just don't want to be a Van Gogh. I don't want to be discovered after I'm long dead. Give me a break. <laughs> Discover me now. You know? I mean, <laughs> I won't cut off my ear for you, but still. You know, that, that would be uh, irritating, wouldn't it? That would, 
<laughs> no kidding. Uh, so, uh, so anyway, yeah, you're, you're right. It's been great. And I'm, my feeling is that if what you're doing has some value, like what you're doing, clearly it's, it's got traction. And if what you put out there has some resonance to it, like in my case, I hope that people read it and kind of go, oh, man. you know, I thought I screwed the pooch, but look at this, what this guy did <laughs> it was much worse. Uh, my feeling is that that kind of stuff has legs in the sense that the human condition, you know, I don't care what they say about the Internet and all the rest of us, I'm a, and I'm a tech guy. But the human condition hasn't changed a bit in hundreds of years. We're still, you know, doing the Shakespearean thing, drinking wine, chasing Petruchio and falling down in the gutter. You know, the things haven't changed, really. So, they really haven't. Our technology is better, but that doesn't mean Yeah, that. medicine's better, too. Speaking of which, how are you doing? Good, good. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much healed. I can't do everything that I used to be and driving a bus for 10 hours a day using my arms and stuff. I can't do that anymore. So, so, it's, but, but you see, some people would say <laughs> when uh, some people would say that, you know, well, you know, you, you, you're on disability, you had to retire and, and you have to live within your means and stuff. Well, you know what though, I get to do what I choose to do when I choose to do it. And I'm young enough that I can feel good enough to be able to do that. So, um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, Kevin. Plus the fact of what is living within your means really, what does it really mean? I mean, how many cars can you drive? How many meals can you eat? How many pieces of clothing can you wear? It, and if you get there, I have a friend of mine who retired after years as an attorney. He got cancer, and just like you, he said, you know, this is the God's way of telling me to go do what I want to do. And he made that, that point, too, that he thought not being able to just go eat at Chasen's or go to the Hollywood Bowl at the drop of a hat would uh, be a hardship. But he said, I didn't even miss it. And I'll bet it's same with you. I, you know, if you're doing what you want to do, you don't notice stuff like that. You know, your life is not measured by the you know the money you may have or your ability to just spend whatever you want to spend and i know if you don't have the money that sounds ridiculous but you know a friend of mine said one time i've had money and i've no money having money is better well that's <laughs> you know and he, he'd been very broke in his life a couple times and and uh you know so i get that but still when you get in a position where you think, okay, well, now I can do what I want, you better have something you want to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, my, my, my father was, and he was kind of the, um, the gentleman that, that gave me the, the idea of doing this this way is that um, he, was a, he worked six days a week for 40 years for Nordstrom. Uh, he was an executive with them. He did very, very well. He, when he left, he got paid very handsomely because he had profit sharing and all that. And yeah. um, he, and then he retired, and then he played golf. He had to play golf three days a week because that was now his new job. And then he fell and broke his hip, and then he couldn't play golf anymore, and he had nothing. He didn't want to go do anything else. He didn't learn anything. He didn't want to um, explore anything else. So he ended up sitting on the couch until the day he died. And that's just not how I want to that's not how I want to go out. And I know that's not how you want to go out. Uh, you want to take, you want to take care of yourself and do, and do some good things with your life. Well, as they say, better to wear out than to rust out. And the, the, uh, the, I have to write that down. That's a good one. <laughs> the studies that they've done have, have shown unequivocally that, that people who retire and just, they don't have anything else going on tend to die pretty quickly. I mean, yep. I think as as human beings, you need something, and you need something, I think, that you feel fulfilled doing. I don't care if it ships in a bottle. It doesn't matter. Right. You know? And uh, we're both fortunate that we found something we love to do, and 
we're doing it. And, you know, people ask me sometimes, don't you wish you'd started doing this 40 years ago? Well, I said, no, I'm doing it now. <laughs> you know? Yeah, if I'd started 40 years ago, I might be an internationally acclaimed author. On the other hand, uh, my work might have sucked 40 years ago because I hadn't lived enough to make it good. So, you know, you can't you can't beat yourself up like that. It just doesn't make any sense. So, well, you you are the sum part of the experiences that you've had in your entire life, and it comes well, through in Tales from the Day. It comes through very clearly in that um, because of that 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 book is is about you and stories that of things that you did, and you have done a bunch of stuff, and uh, and it was really cool. I highly suggest people get the book. Go to WayneMcFarland.com, right? Yep, that's my website, and it's even quicker. Go to Amazon.com. You can buy the book. You can have it instant download or have it in two days. And one of, a person asked me the other day, to what more than anything else do you owe the, you know, your success, the format of your book? And I said, because I wrote the book in, as you mentioned in the beginning, short, complete story chapters. So I wrote my John book. Put it in a John, you know, you can read a chapter at a time and you, you're not going to lose your place, you know? <laughs> exactly. Hey. Each, each story is, is entertaining in its own right. Um, and well, so, thank you. and so you can sit down and, and read a chapter and you've read a story. And then, so it's, it kind of is, it's, it's really cool that way. Um, go ahead. I appreciate that. I, I had a, uh, group I was talking to the other day and they told me okay we've, we've made a little betting pool here we're trying to figure out what the day my business was trashed by a worm what that could be about and they were all wrong you know <laughs> so so that really really made me laugh I have to say and uh, one other good thing about the book that I really like is that I came with, with COVID not so much, you know, in the past year, but I was getting invitations to go to storytellers convention. So under the heading of you shouldn't stop, one of the first ones I was invited to, I told the story about the day we roped a bear. And it turns out the organizer of the event was the local president of the PETA chapter, people for the... <laughs> She was not pleased. I'm telling you, uh, after kind of a blistering uh, review from her verbal, I never was invited back. I thought that was kind of short-sighted, you know? <laughs> but well, uh, you, know, you can't please everybody. That's right. And so I just kept going, just like you keep going. I'm certain you have your trolls telling oh, yeah. you how you, you know, sit. they're sitting at home eating Cheetos telling you how to be doing things uh, that they are not doing, right? But oh, yeah. That comes comes with the territory as well. So. Well, you just got to let that, excuse the expression, you just got to let that shit. Is that a puppy dog? Man, yeah, she sleeps most of the time, but. Once in a while, gets gets a wild hair. So, well, she wanted to, to uh, uh, chime in with that. So. Here's a bug train. <laughs> the, the, the baby was eighteen dollars and is a uh, works with batteries. Man, I'm telling you. <laughs> See, she calmed right down. Yeah, she did. She did. Well, you, yeah. apparently, you shot what was she was barking about. So, yep. Well, so I. Was, I've had dogs my whole life, and I can't imagine anything crueler than using shock collars and crap like this. Squirt gun, okay. You know, I'm, I'm all right with that. But treating animals badly, I think, reflects your, your character. I noticed you had a butt shot of a dog in your in your opening. Yes. So that was one of the, one of the uh, gals that uh, I work with on a regular basis. Uh, she is an animal communicator and and healer for animals. And that particular really? dog uh, was sitting on the couch watching the show. 
and watching her and I talk about stuff. So that was, that was, uh, so I had to put that up. That was fun. Um, yeah. You know, so we, we had a great time. Now we've, we've been talking with Wayne McFarland and Wayne, uh, what I like to do, and I, I do this now that I didn't do before, and I like to do this because it's cool now, and that is uh, I'm going to step aside and give you the floor. I'd like you to tell our audience anything that you'd like them to know about you, your book, anything at all. Well, we, uh, <laughs> no, no pressure there, right? No, I think, the main, I, I think the main thing, you know, and I get asked quite a bit about it is, you know, people who've read the book will say to me, you know, you're either certifiable or um, you go out of your way to get involved with really, really weird stuff. What do you mean you went shark fishing in your underwear? What are you, crazy? How'd you get involved with that? And, you know, if I have any advice to give anyone, that's why I put in the book, all the stuff happened under the heading of oops, is, you know, the 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 difference between, I'm going to step go to an aside and tell you about a study that was done by some group at Harvard, and they interviewed, I don't know, a few hundred people over the age of 80. And one of the and they found that every single person, when pressed would, about what their regrets were, did not say anything about regrets over what they'd done, but they all had regrets about what they did not do. And so I guess more than anything else, what I tell people is, in retrospect, it's been a hell of a lot of fun and not over yet. And the thing is that the difference is, I think, that most people, sadly, I don't know for whatever reason, not our particular age, I don't think, when are presented an opportunity to start a podcast or, you know, water the elephants at the circus or do whatever, uh, their immediate response is just, no, I can't do that. People don't don't just do that, you know. Some people do just do that, and they end up with 40,000 downloads or publishing a book if for their own pleasure, if nothing else. So my advice is to follow the Heinlein's advice is just take big bites. Don't pass anything up and understand that most stuff you get involved with is not going to turn out anywhere near like how you thought it would turn out. And most times at the time, things seem to have turned out badly. Like the day we lost 10 at the sun, but it turned out to be a huge career advancement, if you can believe that. Uh, and uh, as a pundit said, today's catastrophe is tomorrow's great story. So just go for it and don't hold back. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> that, is, that is extraordinarily sound advice. And I want to thank you for that because You're that's welcome. why I, I enjoy having people like you on so that other people that may be on the fence about, well, do I take this class? Do I write, learn how to write the book? I've got this idea. I don't know how to do it. Just friggin' do it and yep. you'll figure it out. Yep. And understand the odds are that, you know, the machine that you're trying to invent to, to, you know, be a uh, transponder might burn your house down, but Jesus, you'll have a great chapter in a book someday, you know? <laughs> Really? Exactly. And the other the other piece of advice I'd have is do not focus on the outcome. Focus on the journey. Bravo. Yep. Exactly. And exactly. Because there you know, yourself. Yep. There are a couple of times in the middle of a big disaster, the Hollywood sign thing I told you about or some other stuff, where I, I just sit and look around and say, I can't believe we're here doing this. Of course, it's totally stupid and catastrophe, even so, you know? So, yeah, you're right. Yeah, and 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 it, at the time you thought it was a catastrophe, but you still got paid, so there. That's uh, it. <laughs> usually. Not yeah. always, usually. And anyway, we've been talking with Wayne McFarland. He's an author. Go to waynemcfarland.com. Get his book, Tales from the Day. 
great book. It's, it's a fine read, and you'll enjoy it greatly. And, Wayne, I want to thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you, Evan. It was great, great talking with you again. Absolutely. And by the way, like I said, if you are interested in learning how to do voiceovers, learning how to write, uh, he's a great resource for you. And he is very generous with his time and he doesn't charge more than a couple thousand dollars an hour. So you're good. <laughs> Don't start. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish. Yeah. So yeah, you know, thanks, know. but you're good and you, you're a good man and you like to help people. And that's, that's, that's what this world is all about. So thank you, Kevin. Stay right there. I'll be right back. Okay. Hey, and thanks for listening to this episode all the way to the end. Hey, pretty cool. Hey, don't forget to follow us so you can receive regular updates and new posts. And remember, take care of each other because each other's all we've got. See you next time on My Independence Report.